Welcome to the tribe, everybody. Episode seven. Holla at your boy. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dylan. Hey, as Maron was good. Hey, yo, it's Denzel. How's it going, everyone? Uh, this is our first video recording, so yeah. we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, our first foray into YouTube. So we're excited about that. Our topic today is going to be discussing very uh, polarizing figure. Uh, he's going to be awarded Artist of the Year. I don't remember. Wait, the year? Oh, oh, sh- decade. Yeah, decade from Bill by Billboard, right? Yeah, he's he's going to he's going to be awarded uh, Artist of the Decade. This is going to be an old Drake versus new Drake discussion. But before we get into that, we have a super fan of the Joe oh. Budden podcast here. <laughs> To talk to us about the fallout between uh, Joe and his boys. So give us a little background. If don't, no one's paying attention, basically, there's this thing called the Joe Budden Podcast ran by uh, a pretty famous rapper, if you ever heard of Pump It Up. Joe Budden, uh, very controversial, starts fires wherever he goes, very successful, honestly. And he had two of his friends with him where they had a podcast together. One guy he knew for 10 years, one guy he knew for like a few years or whatever. They had a podcast together. Together, the podcast grew quite fast, quite large. They had tours, everything like that. The podcast was in his name the business was in his name so what has been released is that they're not having fallen out where the people the co-hosts have left and the issue here is that originally the people thought it was a kind of like uh issue with respecting co-hosts where mm-hmm. like one guy thought that there wasn't any type of respect between uh what the roles were yeah and it was clearly a misman a miscommunication of what who was the boss of what and then we later found out there was contracts that were being violated regardless so the long story short is you need is that um People that say they're friends on camera aren't always friends if they have to sign contracts with each other. <laughs> and you should always listen to all the facts first before you, before you make a judgment. And also, this is all messy and it's none of our business. So it's just interesting to us because it is the most popular, influential podcast of the past five years regarding hip hop because they always mm-hmm. had insider knowledge and really good album reviews. So it's a shame to see them go, but I think their legacy is pretty important and, mm-hmm. and instruct, instructive. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 it sucks for them and the fans, but... But are we gonna get into yeah. Joe just, yeah, just raw dogging his friends, quote unquote, or one friend, Maul, the other friend, not really a friend, Rory, mm. like you said in this uh, latest episode or last episode? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, uh, is do huh. friends dog on other friends on the on airwaves or on airwaves? Uh, do they be no. calling people? Do they be calling mm. their friends out? No, that's the thing. See, that's the thing right this guy's a psychopath so mm-hmm. it's like i don't it's yeah. a bit like it's a, the, the term friend is that's weird man like because they're in, they're in a show business together yeah. and like it's mm-hmm. it's weird and it's in it's all entertainment like they wouldn't have released that right the, the weird thing about this episode is it was released and then they took it off and they put it on patreon only. Mm-hmm. messy but yeah. are, are they friends i think the behavior towards your friends when it comes to business versus when it comes to, like when you tell your co-host like hey you're my man yeah. and i'm always gonna look out for you but if you're asking for more than what you're already being paid or if you're asking for creative direction in a place mm-hmm. where you don't have contractual obligation to be that it gets messy he was right in that respect because his manager was back there and like he heard in parts was there so they were like explaining it i don't talk about this too long but it's also wrong to be like you hid detergent for me when we were living together <laughs> <laughs> and it's also wrong to be like uh this evil white boy got in your head like that's don't you no one talks about their friends like this so nah. and, and they and they've said on the show that they haven't seen each other in months like they don't talk like normally outside pocket so long story short man like just check up on your friends yeah <laughs> like <for laughs> oh man it's not sweet they got lawyers on this man bro <laughs> oh my god Let, let's, let's get into something more substantive yeah. <laughs> these, these new these new uh albums and singles that have came out recently of course yeah. the biggest one that came out recently was the off season by uh j cole cole world ain't nothing sunny uh sure, in my opinion very good album what y'all think Oh, Nizzle's trigger. Okay. Uh. Oh, no, really, no, go ahead. Marlon, you seem like you're real excited to talk about it. Oh, man, no, I was right. going to let you rock, bro. I never mean until I'm talking, our old man walks in the park. I'm always like, my favorite rapper is J. Cole. Uh-huh. And I always say J. Cole is not always the most talented. I don't think he is the sharpest. Uh, but I think he has the most longevity in the terms of outward growth. Mm-hmm. And I think that he never mm-hmm. stops working on his craft. It's something I always admire. And I think this album was a good showcase of that. I think he was—he sharpened his knives. He knew exactly what he liked to do, and he mm-hmm. did that shit. And he did it consistently on that album, for the most part. Yeah, he said uh, 100 mil, and I'm still on the grind. So, yeah. you know, he's still putting that work in. And, mm-hmm. you know, the offseason, like Damian Lillard had said in, uh, what was it, Punching punch Out the Clock? Is, like is that, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
you know, the off season is to work on your craft, to grind. Yes. And then mm-hmm. once it's time to show out, then the work that you put in the off season uh, shows out on that court. So mm-hmm. this is pretty exactly. much, you know, a lead up into something else that might be coming <laughs> to fall off. Uh, so yeah. uh, I thought it was really good. And yeah. uh, we'll, of course, we'll expound, expound on it more uh, whenever we uh, go into our album discussion. What, what do you think about it, uh, Denzel? That was really good. Listen to the whole thing like three times straight in the whole day. Um, I think he, like he, like Marone said, he worked on what he knew and he improved upon it. That's all. That's all that is. And I definitely want to give more of an in-depth review on when we talk about the album. But overall, yeah. I I enjoyed the album thoroughly. Like from start to finish, there wasn't any bad tracks in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Dog, I was gonna oh, say sorry, Dylan. No, go ahead, bro. Oh, cool, cool. My man, bro. 21 Savage. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's, baby. Did, did you not see my gif of, of the Emma Stone crying, yeah, bro? Like, that was like... Yeah, for some reason, uh, it's it's like Cole and 21 is like the new... Uh, the new duo. <laughs> yeah, the new duo. Like the latest duo. It's like when they both get on the track, they do no wrong. So, I mean, I'm hoping for future, future collabs for sure. Mm. As soon as I saw Twenty One Savage in that documentary, I was like, "He's on the he's on the album. He, he has to be on the album for sure." Bro, I like, just met. He was hanging car. out hanging out with them in the studio and shit. I was like, "Oh no, it's already." <laughs> so his keys. Asking him questions. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Yo, man, what you do with the diaper trainer, bro?" Twenty One like told me no, bro. Like, what you I was doing? like, "Yep, they're, they're best oh, friends man. now. They're best friends." Yeah, he's stand on niggas, so he has to he has to be on the album. But yeah, that was we'll talk about it more for our listeners. Uh, we will be reviewing this album next week in depth. Oh, okay. so so yeah. So he said he said teddy bears when he make the mama cry. <laughs> this dude, he said I disrespect you respectfully. You're right. I'm like, <laughs> you respectfully. Oh, what? what? <laughs> but it it just fit. It just fit. Okay. Uh, another obscure living under a rock uh, rapper Isaiah Rashad also dropped his new single "Lay With You." Uh, how are y'all feeling about that one? Come around, go first. Hey man, so we waited what four or five years? Uh, five years, let, me, yeah. let me project a little bit. So, this is gonna, I might do a subject, uh, an episode, I might do a subject on um, just TDE having problems. So, I don't know they how they promoted it. Yeah, they have a lot they of problems. They have, they have a few problems. I think this song was meant for Schoolboy, honestly, or someone else. It was this, this is not a diary. I, you guys know Isaiah Rashad better than me. So, shortly, I would just say that I think Isaiah mm-hmm. Rashad has more chill beats. I think he has more in-depth lyrics and it was really weird for me for a guy who came out of hide, not hiding, but he's been gone for a while mm-hmm. to start with a party tra- uh, track featuring, I would assume a random man they met off the street <laughs> with the most random dance moves I've ever seen. That is a lie. That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The dance moves are very random, but, but that's my uh, opinion. So. Okay. Denzel, please. <laughs> Bruh. Coming from someone who's been following Isaiah Rashad for quite a long time. Yeah. I have to say, you know, the track isn't one that I, what I expected. I'm going to be honest with you. But yeah. the beat that they use is one of the coldest beats I've heard in a long time. I'm not going to lie about that. That's a fact. Now, the lyrically, it wasn't the best on Isaiah's side. Honestly, Duke Deuce probably took more over on that on his end on it. But it's, I think it's just you take it as it is. It's a party track, you know. And so yeah. at the end of the day, it's like you can't really go further. You can't really go deeper than that. I mean, I just I enjoyed it generally. And I. I think I see here. I can definitely hear that shit in the club and stuff like that. Big facts. I agree, Denzel. Uh, you can. It's definitely a club banger. I like it as well, and it's very interesting to hear Rashad on a beat like that, turn a beat like that. But I think he could have done better. I feel like the verse, the chorus was great. Mm. The verse, I feel like, was a little lazy in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah. The feature did make it better because of the energy that he brought on it. What the uh, fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and them dance moves in that video, man. I think I think it is two things. Is one, he's trying something new. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, like you said, he's like a chill beat type of rapper. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's trying something new. And I feel like he can get on hop on these beats and kill it, but uh, I think he just needs to do better with I guess with his penmanship on that. Uh not Isaiah Rashad, I love you if you're watching this. <laughs> I still think you're a great rapper, but please invite him to your clubhouse. But I got I gotta be objective here. Then this next track, uh Do Rag Activity by my guy Baby Keem has been out for a minute. And uh it's definitely Yoga Flames. Oh, does, what, does this feature uh 
Travis Scott. Scott. Yeah, Travis. I heard Scott. a little bit. Of, apologies, I only heard a little bit of it. I keep forgetting to go back to it, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna let y'all handle mm-hmm. it. But uh, you guys really like this dude. So can you explain to me why you like Baby Keem so much? Uh, he's kind of like I wouldn't say he's profound or he's how do I say it? It's like he he has some deep lines at times, some mm-hmm. clever lines. So it's kind of like a for me, it's kind of like a mix between uh, a deep rapper and a turn up rapper. Mm-hmm. So it, it, he, he has that like perfect mix where it's like, oh, he'll say some deep shit, but then mm-hmm. he'll also say some shit where it's just, oh, okay, this is live, this is something you can. And it's over like mostly trap beats. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think it's a very good combination. I think that's why I find him interesting. Gotcha. And Do Rag Activity is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, Travis Scott just makes it instantly better. Oh, he's so, back. Ooh, Trav, you an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Denzel? Yeah, man, I think I think the song is mischievous, man. Mischievous? Um, <laughs> that song is mischievous, man. Like, like he's trying uh, to make money. He's trying to make money moves too. He's trying to get into some serious shit, you uh, know. I think this. I think this guy, Baby Kim, you know, he's still very young, you know, and he, he has a pretty interesting sound. It's like combining, like, like you said, like that trap beat, but also like slightly profound. So it's like very unique about mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, when Travis came in, you know. With the icon like that kind of like that kid Cuddy hums, I was just like, <laughs> I lost. He said Kid Cuddy hums. He's, he's dude, so this man, this man came in. This feature, he comes in with like the hums, like, mm, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but nah, I, I like the song generally, man. It's that's a shit you play at night, bro. Turn up yeah. and driving the yeah, car. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, definitely a good one. And then uh, next album, we'll talk about a uh, real quick super what. By Zarface and MF Doom. Did yeah. give us a background Doom. on that? Um, so Zarface is a collective by 7L and Esoteric, which is a hip-hop uh, duo. And then also in- contains uh, a hip-hop, uh, I think a hip-hop producing duo. And then, and then it also has Inspector Deck, who is in a Wu-Tang Clan. Um, and then also, it also has the late MF Doom, who passed away October 2020. Like, RP, RP, yeah. you know, all caps when you spell the man's name. Um Sir. Um, the album is ridiculous. You know, it, this album was supposed to be recorded in like April 2020. It, it recorded in tw- April 2020. But the thing about it was, you know, it wasn't. I think it was. It wasn't released because of the pandemic and stuff like that. And so, you know, Zarface put like an Instagram post saying, like, you know, I'm gonna drop it now. It's the last product that MF Doom and I recorded. So I don't know if there's anything else that was recorded that MF Doom recorded before he passed away. But this is probably one of the last things you'll hear from him, his new stuff. Yeah. And so that shit dropped. It had like a lot of comic book references. They even on the vinyl that they released, it came with a comic book as well. Oh, um, shit. They, like a custom made like Zar Zarface MF Doom comic oh, book. Oh, that's thing. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Zarface and them, they like Wu Tang and all those groups. Dude, they love comics and stuff like that. So they always do like special stuff like that, which is really cool. And I really yeah. and I enjoyed the album. It's super cool. It's super fun. I have two songs I love so much: uh, Doom Unto Others and Breaking the Action. Man. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, I believe they love comics because they're men of culture. So, mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, and, well, I see you're a man of culture. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I love the comic. That, that was probably my favorite part of the uh, album, the comic book references, because they always kill it with that. So, and last album we're going to talk about is uh, Khaled Khaled by <laughs> We The Best Music. We The DJ Best. Khaled. Can we take a break now? Or <laughs> Oh, my God. When I first heard the album, I didn't think the album was mm. that great. I was also kind of hating a little bit, too. So I was like, I didn't think this. I came in with hating expectations. Mm. I need to stop being a hater because when I kept listening to the album more and more, it kind of grew on me. And I was like, the Cardi B track is fire. The Lil, B, uh, Lil Baby, Lil Dark track is fire. Her and Meat Mill, Flames. And the Baby, Flames. Uh, Bieber, 21 Savage. Flames. You like that song? Yeah, it's it's growing on me. It's growing on. You just gotta let it go, man. Video oh. room. <laughs> we, we need to do a whole yeah, episode comedy. about man. This man was wrestling <laughs> a rubber Across, alligator. I know. We, okay, so you guys realize this, you guys see, have seen Happy Gilmore, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was yeah. the whole. Yeah, 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 thing, yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Okay. Really? Is yeah, but, it's, but, but because it's Khaled doing it, it just makes it ten times. Funny. You didn't like the part where he took his shirt off and he was like, "Oh, this is." Oh me. no, that was the best part of the video. Trust. <laughs> that was the best part of the video. Man. And then the way he was. Uh, 
coaching up Bieber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was common. My brother, I love yeah, you. Yeah, that was, that was funny. <laughs> so no one's going to talk about what Bieber's hair. We're just not going to mention Bieber's hair. No, we're, we're, we're going to talk about it because what the fuck were you doing, bro? <laughs> what the fuck were you doing with your hair, man? I'm, I'm not going to hate because you're making more money than me. Yeah, but I just I just don't know. Fuck I just, Jeff fuck, Bezos, yeah. fuck Bill Gates. True, true. Fuck we all the billionaires. billionaires. Yeah. Pay your pay your workers, bro. Pay your workers. Bro. Pay your taxes. Pay your workers. Okay. Well, this is us. Then we don't want to pay no taxes. <laughs> all Less right. Folks, yeah. All right. Well, it's time to check the rhyme, and we're gonna get into this discussion of old Drake versus new Drake. I just try to. I just try to. How do you? I'm, wait. How do you? Say, <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just, wait. <laughs> this is gonna be. I, nah, I nah. You keep it. No, 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 no. We're not. He has a ring. I got notes right here. I got notes right here. But oh, oh yeah. I oh, can yeah. teach you how to speak my language, Rosetta Stone versus you. Expensive, you know that. So that's old Drake versus oh. new Drake. That's it. Oh, to a T. That's it. To a T. Excellent. Okay. Excellent so, pieces. so uh, just a little bit of a background. Uh, I love Drake. Disclaimer. Uh, this guy also, even though he thinks, or no, Drake is a pedophile. But uh, has, for, <laughs> for the sake of legality, there are pedo tendencies. So allegedly, pedo tendencies. Pedo there is video footage of him kissing seventeen-year-olds. It's a little weird. So we don't uh, condone I don't that know, behavior. Man. People, people like, be saying okay. they be texting. They be texting dating advice. I don't know. Right. It's a little different. But we are separate art from artists. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But yes. uh, I mean, I've I've listened to Drake since the so far gone days. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Up into now, and I still enjoy listening to new Drake, just like I enjoy I enjoy listening to old Drake. Mm. But there's just something about old Drake that just speaks to the heart, mm. speaks to your soul. <laughs> the passion and the soul in his lyrics is just what separates old Drake from new Drake for me. But uh, and how about y'all? What, what do y'all think about old Drake versus new Drake? Just a background. Literally point. Okay, Denzel. So, uh, so 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 when I think about old Drake, you know, okay. I think that's someone I really did grow up with. You know, the lyrics were memorable. You know, the the impact he had on the on the community and just rap in general with a mix of R and B. That was like a big explosion. I remember, you know, I got into Drake when everyone else did. Not when most people did. Take care. You know, everyone, everyone always says like, oh, I love Take Care. That's the best album he's ever done. Mm-hmm. um you know and that's definitely the drake i remember growing up because i kind of remember drake because of the grassy when i first saw the show wheelchair we'll, we'll jimmy remember that guy mm-hmm. um yep. so it's kind of crazy to me how profound it was like how lyrically powerful you know some of the some of the things he would say in the songs would come come across to me oh new drake you know he still hits you with that same lyricism but i don't know if it's at the same level it was back in the day you know what i'm saying i feel like mm. he's more of like he recognizes where he's at now and he uses that in his lyricism, if that makes sense. Compared to he's, he's less humble than he used to be. Mm. That's what I think. But that's a good, uh, we'll, we'll talk in more detail though about that. That's a good point, Denzel. I think I never thought of it as humble. I thought of it as uh, simpy and cheerleading. So he was more what? he was more cheerleading. I think in a, in a positive way for the most yeah, part. I, was, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. no, go ahead, go ahead. That's what I was going to say. I was like, there's a, there's a few tracks. Like I had them labeled as like the ones that he was just like very supportive or at least at the front of supportive, like best I ever had, fancy, I'm so mm. proud of you, and uh, maybe I'm too good for you. That's when he started getting more simpy. And then after that, he just has like Marvin's room straight up, you wronged me, and I can't yeah. believe you did this to me. I deserve better, self-care, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's how I delineate my Drake, and I think we'll talk about when oh, that yeah, happened. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, for me, definitely the old Drake was a little more hopeful. He was also 23 for his first album, yeah, so we have to keep that in mind. didn't have that yeah. much money as well, oh, yeah. like he does now. Exactly. So, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into that now. Yeah. Uh, starting off from old Drake, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I believe he had more soul and passion in his lyrics, and just a few, just a few of those lyrics. Uh, starting from "So Far Gone," uh, "You Can Have My Heart" or "We Can Share It Like the Last Slice," uh, "Find Your Love," "I Better Find Your Love in." I better find your heart. I bet if I give all my love, then nothing's gonna tear us apart. Real quick, wait, no. have you seen the video? Yes, I have seen the video. <laughs> YouTube mm. watchers, pause this video and go watch Find Your Love if you've never seen it before. It is a whole film. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, and then you you mentioned Marvin's room. Like just just the vigor that he was singing with <laughs> despite the fuck that <laughs> nigga <laughs> that you love so love. bad. What? 
petty, <laughs> but still had passion and fire. So that is what, for me, is just puts old Drake in just a whole different stratosphere in terms of the quality of lyricism and uh, mm. artistry in his songs. Interesting. So, and I think this is consistent throughout his career, but he's rapped about his upbringing. He always raps about his upbringing, but I feel like there was more hunger in his lyrics, his delivery, his passion mm-hmm. in rapping about his upbringing. He always talks about his family a lot. Uh, a few tracks that stood out to me uh, were Fireworks, mm-hmm. Look What You've Done, which I think I think that's his, in that's terms nice. of yeah. talking about his family, he was talking about his uh, grandma and then even had his grandma in that voicemail. That I think that's his best quote-unquote family song in terms of old Drake. Started from the bottom. I didn't really like the track at first, but it grew on me. <laughs> but that's like, you know, that's like nothing was the same Drake where it started getting more upbeat. And but he was still giving you that passion mm. in his lyrics. So mm. he rapped about his career in rap. A few of those tracks, The Resistance, Light Up, Headlines, Tuscan Leather, one of the best intros Ooh, of headlines. all time. Intro. That's an intro. One of the best intros of all time. And I'm being objective. Tuscan Leather is one of the best intros of all time. So, yeah. Uh, and then Pound Cake, Paris Morton. Pound Cake is also fire ass track. Very good outro. So saying about women and relationships a lot and he still does but like you said he was being a simp he was being more of a simp back back in the day mm. <laughs> nice yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dylan you, you know who you're talking to bro. <laughs> oh Lord. all right yeah um best it. i ever had of course is definitely one of the main culprits it's i mean the remix just came out recently with uh, i mean it didn't just come out it's been on youtube for years this dude is but, so <laughs> <laughs> no that's yeah. what i'm saying it's yeah, been on yeah. youtube for years anyways uh, there's Own It, Marvin's Room, Take Care, Shut It Down, Hold On, We're Going Home. Um, I'll come back to Hold On, We're Going Home in a second. Mm. Uh, one thing, or a few more things about Old Drake as well. Uh, he had simple lines, but there were clever punchlines. Yeah. Going back to Successful, a lot of y'all still sounding like last year. The game need change, and I'm a motherfucking cashier. That's kind of corny, kind of, but it's still like, damn, that's actually a pretty nice line. Soap opera rappers, all these niggas sound like all my children. It's a good one. I mean, yeah, that's that's very clever. You you mm. would think it's simple, but it's like, okay, okay, Drake. Okay. Mm. Like, AB, I got your CD, you get an E for effort. Mm. Nice. Okay. <laughs> that's the alphabet. Somewhere between psychotic <laughs> and iconic. Deep. Took a while now. Got a Joker's out of the deck now. I'm holding all the cards and niggas want to play chess now. Mm. I mean, mm. that's penmanship you don't really get from New Drake. But we'll talk about New Drake in a Ooh. sec. <laughs> Spicy. Yeah. Um, there was. I feel like there was more versatility in his styles in terms of switching between rap and yeah. singing. Mm-hmm. He like A good example, I would say, is Headlines. It's like he was, it's like he was singing the verse. But and then went went right back to rap, and I would also say in his singy songy like straight up R and B uh, songs. And now I'm going back to hold on, we're going home. Mm-hmm. You, you you don't really get those types of R and B songs from Drake anymore, like where he's like really singing his heart out, really trying to show like, oh, I actually have the singing voice. Mm-hmm. Like hold on, we're going home is is a good example of that. Shut it down is one. Uh, I would say. Uh, What's a night off with uh, Lloyd? Yeah, that's oh, a good example. Man. And there's one of any of the uh, interludes. Find your love, of course. Find your love. Uh, yeah, the uh, interludes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah Breeze interlude. Yeah, <sighs> Breeze interlude. <laughs> yeah, that's an all time. Yeah, that's an all timer right there. That's an all timer right there. And I mean, he always said "uh" in his songs. Uh, he goes uh, back to "over," "miss me." That's a, that's a couple of them. Miss me, sorry. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, had, he, he also kind of experimented a little bit uh, in terms of his songs. I, he still does some experimentation. We'll get back into that in terms of new Drake. But uh, let's let's call it off was kind of like a kind of like a rock slash like folk mm-hmm. song type of uh, deal in uh, So Far Gone, which is a good one. Mm. Uh, there's little bit there's a doing it wrong with like the really slow tempo. Mm. And like he doesn't really go on that slow tempo anymore. Of mm. course, the harmonica added with Stevie Wonder is a good touch. Oh, Stevie Wonder? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I did not know yeah. that. That's yeah. crazy. But uh, 
but that's in terms of lyrical content that's uh really all i wanted to say so takeaways from y'all what do y'all think in terms of lyrical content of old drake denzel you want you want to go uh yeah i can go i mean i feel like you know past drake he was definitely more of a reflection upon himself mm-hmm. you know and i say that in the sense of like you know, he really, really did focus more upon like his emotional turmoil and mainly in relationships, you know, I mean, if it wasn't just relationships, it was, you know, talking about where he was at in life and, you know, what he wanted to do and how he wanted to proceed in, in life. The biggest thing, I think, you know, with stuff like Hold On, you know, like the song, you know, Hold On, We're Going Home and songs similar to that is that when you hear like some of the lyrics he would speak, it really just was profound in the sense of like i think it, it really affected a lot of people of our, our age group because he was 23 you know what i'm saying because he so he kind of knew the bullshit that most people went through yep. and so he he, mm-hmm. he generalized it and made it this is what's going on this is the shit yep. all y'all need to feel like i'm feeling right now you know and i think that worked in a way that that was insane and even today you know you have people who listen to old drake and like man take care is the best album ever because i'm going through that because i mean how many times do you hear people you know how many times do you hear your homies complaining about like, man, I'm going through this shit right now. And you're like, that's a Drake song right there. <laughs> you're like, I feel like he, co- he, I feel like he covered it so much. That's so it's become so easy for anyone to like relate to him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, he, he's really lost his relatability whenever he starts hiding women in Katy, Texas. That's really oh. when you, you lose people. Oh. All my women live in Texas. Like I'm George Strait. All my, exes, my exes live in Texas. Exes, like exes, I'm George Strait. No, Denzel don't got exes, bro. He got women. I feel you. Oh. Oh, okay. Transitioning. <laughs> Transitioning. Transitioning. Interesting word. Thank you. Thank you, but, uh, Thank you. Appreciate for me, it. for me, going into the production of Old Drake, Ooh, I feel like there was more of an emphasis on live instrumentation, orchestral. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if you go for a good a good example of that is over, where you had those uh I don't know if it was like a violin or it's not like violence. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a violin intro, yeah. So and then it had the Guitar in the back was like, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. I'm sorry. Over was probably the first track I heard from Drake <laughs> when I first started listening to him. So Over has a special place in my heart. But I wanted to ask you guys, what was, what were you when you first heard a Drake song? I think that's actually very informative. How you yeah, Over, Over, interact. Over was the first time I heard Drake, and then mm-hmm. that was before he dropped. Uh, that was when he dropped Ooh, it as a single, oh. and then I went back to So Far Gone and started listening to him. So that's over was the first one I listened to. How about you? Where, where, where you said where I where what where I was when I heard yeah, like the first song? Like that's like I want to because where you were in your life, I think dictates how your relationship. I was in high school. I was I was, I was, I was, yeah, I was, I was high school, bro. So what did you first hear? When what song? What was the first Drake thing you heard? You probably said? headlines. Headlines. Mm-hmm. Probably take care for you. Yeah. Take yeah. Was, okay, take, so, I told you, man. Take Terror was the album I heard first. Okay, so the first time I heard Drake was. Um, 2008 or seven comeback season comeback season era wow was, uh, one of my homies like yo this dude this canadian dude with big eyebrows he's like <laughs> rapping he's he's rapping with uh with lil wayne bro he's not too bad so yeah he was started rapping with uh with lil wayne and you know lil wayne during the 08 07 06 era was the mixtape god right he was yeah, the best artist yeah, in the world yeah. the best rapper in the world so yeah. when i heard drake i was like oh the ransom was the song it was oh. really it was really good i was like oh this guy can rap uh and then Lil Wayne went on to do the alphabet. I'm not a huge Wayne fan. So mm. that went on. And then I heard all those other albums. So all those albums came out basically when I was in college and high, high school and college and grad school. And like his, and we're only a few years apart, maybe four or five years, whatever. Mm-hmm. So like his music always hit me the hardest. Like when I was graduating college, like Take Care was hitting, bro. <laughs> Heartbreak was in full effect. Mm-hmm. Everybody had Marvin was playing in any house party. Drinks were in the hand. Like that <sighs> Marvin's was. Room. Marvin's room was a kickback banger. banger kick back like 3 a.m yeah, <laughs> drinking yeah. hand everybody texting the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> yo kick back banger yes yeah and hey, yeah what, and hey, I, what I you had, doing right now yeah i had whole ass friends like shout out to the homies they know who they are respect and i know y'all listen mm. like i had homies who like had molded a lifestyle after take care and drake like isms drake is <laughs> we're not gonna talk about this episode but there is a culture and there's a philosophy behind drake's lyrics and oh, like sure. people can live by them i try to teach them as a ta and like he 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 lets them all he scripts them all in his lyrics, bro. And it's uh it's an interesting lifestyle, and you will not be happy. But so would you say old Drake is a prophet? I think old mm. Drake. No, old, see that's the thing. Is it the chicken or the egg? Because people live. <laughs> think about it, because like people follow how Drake was. Wait, what? Then, wait, what did I just hear? Is it the chicken or the egg, bro? Because is it Drake was out here first, <laughs> and then people started acting like him, simping like him, or 
is he a product of his environment? Because he's a product of the 1990s. He's a product of now. For me, I would say I it, it's musically. He he started he started finding his finding his own sound with Take Care when he really started yeah. getting more into like the R and B type of uh, side of it. But I think his style at first was kind of molded by 808s and Heartbreak. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, very very. Because, yeah, <clears throat> because I mean 808s and Heartbreak was really the first time when Ye really started singing on tracks. Yeah, so. And not to say he was the first rapper to sing on a track, but right. he was really the first one to like say, oh, this is what I'm doing. Like, and it's going to be like this for most of the album. So, yeah, I was going to say like on that, I think the best explanation for that was by Kendrick Lamar on uh, Buried Alive. Mm. I listened to that again uh, yesterday and I was like, first of all, he sneaked this in on his own song. So, so Kendrick, <laughs> yeah. God. Blame it on Mr. OVO XO. <laughs> he said, I started getting more rude and impatient. <laughs> and Rihanna has a lady friend. <laughs> so yeah, I think he explained it well. He's like, women are the tastemakers for the music that we make. And it's, I remember in undergrad and in high school, mainly in undergrad where women are like, oh my god you don't know this girl what she did to drake like i love drake like oh my god his music speaks to me like he's so encouraging he's so supportive and that like what the women listen to or what a lot of the artists are gonna make because like this will sell this will get me packed shows guys will be there because the girls are there what drake said he said they bought my album for the pictures blame me that it was for his sister mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> like he, he knows what he's doing so oh, catering to the women was a really smart move early on in his career for sure mm-hmm. until he found his voice as you say yeah. sound and uh, you you raise a good point. I think Drake was a little more relatable in terms of just like the I guess like the relationship side of it, but also like the celebrating my life side of it. He was um, naming sorry, he was naming names. Katia, he still names <laughs> names. He still he's petty like that. He still names names. But anyways, <laughs> sorry. no, you're good. You're good. But uh, yeah, we, we already talked about a lot of minimalistic beats as well. But then mm-hmm. it's really forty that he works with a lot. So, uh, have you worked with them since the beginning? Yeah, they, yeah, they've been working. What's going on um, the beginning, though? The beginning, no. I think so far gone was when they really first started working. They had a couple tracks on comeback season, I believe, and then he really liked Forty's sound because, like, Forty was really uh, gearing his sound like 808s and Heartbreak, yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of production is concerned with, R- with R&B samples, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, Perfect. Uh, Drake, yeah. Yeah, it, it really is the like Drake and Forty in terms of production don't miss because Drake mm. also helps with production as well from time oh, to time. I didn't know that. Yeah, cool. Mm. So it, it, they they don't miss, but uh, that's really old Drake. I mean, y'all 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 see the passion that we uh, are putting in these uh, putting in this uh, old Drake material. So we can get into this new Drake man because yeah. <laughs> I don't have too many notes on it because I <laughs> yeah, like I said. <laughs> Uh, there was more. L- 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 let me get my notes up here. Uh, there was more braggadocio for mm. me on his fame and uh, his standing amongst his peers. Like he really started getting into that. Like, oh, I'm the greatest. Like a lot of y'all are still like he. He said a lot of y'all are sounding like me in old Drake, but he really started rapping <laughs> more about it in in his transition to yeah. new Drake uh, or when he became new Drake. Uh, and for me, views is when that really began because he started incorporating more of that British and Jamaican accents and vibe into his tracks. And not to say it's a bad thing, not to say it's a bad thing, but there's a way to blend it well. And I feel like in his case, it was more appropriation Mm. than it was blending it. Did you say he's a culture vulture? When I say he's a culture vulture, I would say he's a culture vulture, Denzel. I would say he's a culture vulture (laughs) in terms terms of the British and the Jamaican. No, no. No, I'm, no, I'm, not, no, 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 I'm not listening because I'm like culture. I mean, because it's just a thin line. Like, what is it? Yeah, culture, I mean, I'm blamed mm. for real. I'm like, that's a maras. Who keeps bringing more? I've had too many. No, no. Bro. You don't hit that? No. That's not you. Oh. What's, a, what's another? Um, <laughs> control, no, right. Controller. That's the, that's the song. Controller. Like, the, like, it, it's like, it's like, either do the full accent or don't do it at all. Like, don't give us an in between. Well, Spanglish going on. Okay. Right. So, even though uh, production wise, I still think is great from 40. And I feel like he's definitely someone that's been growing mm, with his mm. with his craft. I still, I think Drake has been, I think the growth has been like this. It's just been like a slow, steady growth for me, where. I feel like he's he is becoming a little more polished with his pen. Uh, Drake is like mm. it's it's becoming more tighter. It's not as sim- it's not simpy and mm. it's not as corny 
anymore but still dad jokes at the ass yeah, yeah. It's, still, it's just still but, but I, I wouldn't say it's like really corny for me mm. not as corny as old drake but i i would say it's just not that passion there's not that fire it's like he's just he's just putting he's not putting in enough effort and knowing his songs will be hits regardless yeah so mm. like one dance hotline bling those get a lot of plays but would you say those are his best songs of all time i wouldn't no. say that so, but I would say it's a testament to where he is in the music industry today, where like he's he's about to get awarded artist of the decade because he's been on all these features. He he has had all these hits. He is the most streamed artist. Isn't he the most streamed artist of all time? Uh, I'm not gonna say that. I'm not sure. Definitely the most streamed artist of the past decade. That's that's definitely I mean, streaming started the past decade, right? So wouldn't he be the well, I mean, well, I don't, I don't know. No, you might be right. I don't know. I no, don't no, know. No, no, no. I think, I think he is. I'm, I'm not okay. saying. Okay. Viewers, viewers, I'm not saying that this for sure, but mm. I think mm-hmm. he, he if, if not the, definitely one of the most yeah. streamed artists. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. I think he's number ten in the world in Spotify. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. And there's still, there's still uh, honesty in his lyrics. He still is very honest mentioning <laughs> women by name <laughs> erica sued me and opened a business y'all know that's from marvin's room right is that who that is Wait, erica seriously? is uh, erica's the voicemail from marvin's room oh so, snap yeah so that's why oh, he said sick, erica sued me and opened it it. yeah sense. and he's always talking about there's this one stripper that he used to fuck with but back in the day why are you he's still with? talking about or it was it was views but he was he's talking about it go, bro. at that point so he's still he's still mentioning women he's always saying or he's always referencing rihanna Hell, jaded. He was singing about Georgia Smith. That is one of the like, best songs. Bro. It is one of the best songs, but he's still he's still rapping, singing <laughs> about women, which he's is which is go, constant bro. from his uh, his earlier earlier part of his career. He needs to be single. He can't be in a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's still some emotion uh, singing about women, uh, but mm-hmm. it's, it's not that much. Like wh- from Redemption, there's one line from Redemption. <laughs> I miss the feeling of you missing me. That is petty and <laughs> manipulative as fuck. As I mean, fuck. But it's still funny. It's funny as hell. That's blueprint. a funny ass line. Yep. Funny ass line. I was actually gonna pick up on that, Dylan, real quick. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. I was gonna say, like, the way that he treats women in his lyrics is indicative uh-huh. of what era he's in. So if you go, like I was saying earlier, if he's cheerleading, if he's saying fancy, he's I'm so proud of you. He's like, you're doing great. Even though some women hate that he said um only eating salad on running on the treadmill, people get mad at that. Um, <laughs> oh. But he went yeah. from like yeah, like he had he had the simp tracks, mm-hmm. and then he went to more den- denigrative to like this is your fault we're not together yeah. tracks. So when you mm-hmm. hear that in his lyrics, you know what type of time he's usually on, and it doesn't matter like teenage fever like things like that. You can tell, you can just tell like he's not he's not as sweet. It's a weird thing to say about a guy, right. but he's just not as sweet as he was in his lyrics. And that might just be from age and experience. But would you say he's not a sweeter man anymore? We <laughs> will not talk about unreleased. Say I'm a sweeter man. Hey, viewers and listeners, if you have not heard "Sweeter Man" by Drake, something that he didn't put on his care package, and I'm still mad about. It's weird. Listen to that because that's probably one of his best songs of all time. Wait, the ending of that song is actually important for because it's Eid. So uh, Eid Mubarak, first of all, second of all, he said, "What do you say, Come on, you know the lyric." Something. Uh, Ah. She want to give me the the do not I do not That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Every Somalian was like, Somali. oh my god, dude. Uh, did, didn't he hop on an Arabic song? <laughs> and no, an Arabic song. Or he something? probably did. He probably did. Anyways, um, and he also says yeah a lot in his uh, newer songs. Instead of he transitions yeah. from uh to yeah. So yeah. there's that. Progress. It, yeah. Uh, the production, like uh, like I was mentioning earlier, there's more of like a worldly worldly influence. Mm. So I, I, I'm sure it's to cater to you know the rest of the world, uh, mm. definitely the UK and the Caribbean. <laughs> That's for Please. sure. And uh, last thing I'll say, uh, he is a little more mature in his lyrics. Uh, still talks about his family. Definitely mm. shouts out Toronto, the six, a lot more. To turn it upside down as a nine now. Um, I was gonna say, how much are you gonna talk about views? Because I have notes on that. Yeah, uh, I wasn't yeah, gonna yeah, talk yeah. much okay, about okay. it, but uh, yeah, uh, and I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding my, I was hiding the world from my kid. my kid. Like, come on, bro. Mm. Come on, man. But that's that's all I'm gonna say. W- okay. One more thing too. Uh, he did say he's retiring at 35. Guess what? Yeah. Guess what? In views, he said in views, he's on ret- uh, Western Row flows. 
He says he, he's got enough money to retire at 35. That's what AG is right now, 36. Guys. 37? 30, 35. 33. 33. 34. 33. 33. He's 34. Oh, 34. He's, he's, in October, he turns 35. Woo! And he's releasing certified. We'll talk about certified lover boy in a, in a sec. But he's releasing certified lover boy. So is this going to be his last solo album? We'll see. He said he's retiring to 35. I mean, but then that was like, when did views come out? Like. Five years ago, 2016. Yeah, five years ago. Yeah, so I mean, a lot can change in five years, but mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Hove is still rapping into his 40s, right? 50s, dude. 50s. Oh, yeah, 50s. That's right. 50s. He's old. But anyways, yeah. uh, anything else y'all wanted to add with a uh, new Drake? Because I've said my piece. Denzel, you got anything before I go off? Man, man I mean, he calls himself the sixth god now. I mean, that's already says, that's already says a lot. <laughs> like, like, uh, like Lou Will. <laughs> For real, man. Come for six guys. Six, 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 six. six man, man's literally made a TikTok song. I mean, he made a song just straight for TikTok and it blew up like crazy. I mean, because he knew. Yeah. He just knew that's where he's at. Like, mm-hmm. and I do agree with you, man, about like he makes music based upon the era he's in. And so I, like stuff like that's kind of proven proving it to me. in regards to production, I mean, he's definitely gotten it to a different level because, I mean, it comes with the money, you know, that comes in. He has more He has more of that room to spend more on production. For sure. Um, I don't think I have anything else other than to add. I mean, I mean, am I excited for a Silverfly Loverboy? I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. But, Maron, you want to add something? Yeah, brother. Uh, I'm going to say, well, on the Certified Loverboy, I'm not very excited for that. Uh, I mean, personally, I don't listen to much Drake as, uh, as I used to. But I think... Quality wise, we talked about this when Daniel was on the show. I think quality wise, he peaked with Desires. I don't think that he'll ever beat a song like Desires. It's future, and he didn't put on his album. He's a trip. Uh, Wait, are you saying not to interrupt? Are you saying Desires is his greatest song of all time? I think it's tied between Desires and Jaded. Personally, of all time, I think, I think, I think when it comes to lyrical content, the hilarity. Because I (laughs) listen, because I listen to Drake for entertainment. Best I ever had. Marvin's Room. Marvin's Room, he's really much singing. Hold on, we're going. What are you talking about lyrics? It is, a, it is a song, you're right, but I'm saying when it comes to lyrical content, bro, the things he's kidnapping women, Denzel. And then on Jaden, I mean, he's complaining about dating a 20 year old. This is some of the funniest things you'll ever hear from a grown man. And like, he he's mad about driving two hours in London. Like, this this is great, man. Come on. So Jaden is yeah, great. Hell man. yeah, hell yeah, fucking right. Come nah, on. Man. Actually, yeah, that was, that was what? But what I wanted to okay. say, what I'm just saying, it's okay. What I was going to say, um, views like he just told him i group dm my exes i think that's a savage move like these are just these are just blueprints for right 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 mm-hmm. uh okay. yeah right. like and like i think like the most telling lyric for him is like i tried he said i tried with you should have done things my way instead of the other way and it's like this is how he thinks he, he's now. he's at a certain level now, now. Mm-hmm. he's yeah. at a certain level financially and emotionally and whatever so he just i just don't see him ever taking accountability or like taking in the input of others, especially of someone that he's trying to date. That's how I. That's how I read his lyrics, and that's how I think his actions. Have do you? So, let, yeah. so let me let me interject. So, do you feel like, like based upon what you said, that Drake now compared to then, he's he's more he's less likely to take responsibility for his actions compared to back then? Do you feel for like sure. he's? You feel like he's on that point where now he's just like, it's not my fault, it's your fault. Like it's never gonna be my my fault. You know, say type type shit. For sure. It's also like the company you keep and it's stuff like that. So, yeah, I think the more there's just less accountability in any of his lyrics. And I think uh, the older you get, the less likely you want to admit that you're wrong about anything. And it's not like mm-hmm. we know the full situations of whatever he's going through. And there's people that are probably going to manipulate him. Not to like get psychoanalyze the guy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You, just, you don't know. Like it just, the way he's speaking, like I there's a R&B artists and like other rappers who talk about like relationships usually have a little bit more inflection than what he has. His mm-hmm. stuff is usually like made for the mainstream but what i wanted to say was uh i was going through some old notes and so you know i used to <laughs> i used to ta and i uh new drake was a gold mine so what i have here ladies and gentlemen oh my god is just one of my many notes <laughs> wait I what the hell all on, the on a tour and envelope <laughs> and use envelope yeah i was what? traveling i was traveling Bruh, are you an needed... parent are you an <laughs> nah, yeah, parent uh yeah you know what it is bro so i was traveling oh. and like i needed to have some stuff done because i was sending emails to students and shit so <laughs> I brought down like some of the just the highlights. This is from um is this more life? Sacrifice Portland. That's more life, right? Yeah, that's more life. Yeah, Something yeah, yeah. into nothing. It's yeah. just there's just so much gold Ooh, in here. Portland man. was a like, good track too. You're mindful of it all. You're mindful of it all when you're mindful of it all. Like this is just the type of rhymes he does, bro. Like, it's not he good. just makes you gross. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's not you're good. mindful of it all when you're mindful of like, it all. Like it's just 
it's a it's a habibi thing like that's what he used to say bro you haven't talked about more life which i find interesting because that's when he that was i feel like another shit like there's new new drake i was talking about new drake uh as a whole okay Okay. but if you want to get into specifics i do i do like more life i'm not even gonna lie with you like more in terms of new uh new drake more life is actually the one that i really fuck with and i come back to because like with that it's just yes it's new drake but i feel like he was having more fun with it compared mm-hmm. to say views and scorpion i feel like he was having more fun on that even mm-hmm. though he still is appropriating that uh more life was Jamaican accent. it's um, different from uh scorpion right because more life was more of he calls it playlist but whatever that mm-hmm. doesn't mean but then yeah. what, what would you what would you characterize scorpion as like what is his end game do you guys feel like his evolution what is uh, new drake uh, aiming for like what's his next where's he going you think i have to think about that a little bit more but where, where I think he's going, I mean, he's already there in terms of his lyrical content of always he's, he him singing about women in relationship that that's it's yeah, always it's constant that that never changes. So he's always he's always going to be a certified lover boy and he's always going to be singing about that, rapping about that from time to time. He sings and raps about his family. So in terms of lyrical content, we already know what he is, but mm-hmm. in terms of the passion the soul i mean i don't know if that's ever going to come back because of where he is in the music industry today mm-hmm. where he is in the rap industry today and not to say not to say i'm even chastising him about mm-hmm. that because i feel like the industry just made him into that i feel like they just made him into that type of person where he cares more about like the hits and the money compared to making good music mm-hmm. so do you feel like nothing on dark lemos tape dark demos tape whatever that was like there was nothing soulful like do you think any of his releases in the past 2 years has been like Oh, like he's passionate about this. I think his his last soulful song, like where you could really feel it, was Jungle. So when you say feel it, you mean like you're feeling from what he's telling me? Because it, me, yeah. me personally, me okay. personally. So like the the when you say passionate, you mean like the how it invokes in other people? Like yes, so. right, yes. right. But um, okay. It, but no, even just like not not only that, but like feeling it from him too. Yeah. Like I would say, like Redemption, for example, from Redemption from Views is. One track where it's like soulful, but like you don't really feel the soul from him because it's more so like the lyrics are petty compared to like him like really being soulful. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, if that's his soul, if his soul is petty, it's like, isn't that soulful? He talked about these women saying, oh, <laughs> uh, wonder if my shit dropped. Do they listen? What? <laughs> Trying to stay light on my toes. <laughs> I mean, it really, it mean, it really goes into, you know, you're saying soulfulness, right? I mean, it depends. I think everyone has a different, I think we have to go into the idea that everyone has a different idea of what soulful is out Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like someone could think that some of his, one of his newest, one of the newest tracks off of like Scary Hours 2 was soulful. I mean, personally for me, it wasn't, I mean, right. But it was good, right? It hit that, it had that R&B Drake I kind of miss, but it didn't hit that same impact. Like, like Dylan said for Jungle. Or, you know, for example, like, honestly, Thank Me Now in some way was kind of, like, soulful to me. Like, I don't know why, but it just hit me in the way. Like, it was, like, a very – I know it's more celebratory, more up, you know, uh, more positive. But, like, Thank Me Now, for example, was kind of – actually, if you think about Thank Me Now, right, it's kind of, like, it was, he was kind of being petty back in the day, right? Because, like, you can thank me now, like – Always petty. Kind of. I mean, but, like, now it's he's more rash with it. Like, he's more brazen with yeah. it compared to back then. Like, for example, she complaining how I'm late. I know it was a date. Yeah, and, and, he, and he did not rap like that back no, back, back in the day. Back he, then. He, <laughs> no, you just doing it on accident. <laughs> he did not rap like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then listen, and then listen yeah. to Pain 1993 and tell me what's the... Do you have anything else to say? Are we ever going to break down Teenage Fever? No. No. no I'm, <laughs> I'm not scared of it and she ain't either. She's scared of the police, sir. So. <laughs> okay. Uh going into we, we we we've yeah. kind of we've kind of already given our answers in terms of new Drake versus old Drake. Right. But uh going into that, uh, do y'all miss the old Drake? Yes. We have it. I mean I we haven't recorded. Need, I need something to cry to at 2 a.m. in the morning, bro. What, what are we doing, bro? It's still there. It's still there for are you, nah, you, need, you need new I need shit? New, to new, new shit true, that I can cry true. to at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yep. And bro, yes. you know what? See, no, look how your eyes like look in the corner, like man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of miss that. I got new shit. No, you know what's funny? I went to um 
there's this playlist on Spotify called Bay, B-A-E, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, oh, never mind. <laughs> okay. So, I'm like, oh, this is for shorty. Like, oh, it's going to be some simp shit. And it's just a whole bunch of rappers, man. <laughs> it's like, like the, the little babies of the era. Not even little baby, but um, what's the, the, the baby and them. And it was just them, like, in, uh, what's his name? Uh, P&B Rock. Yeah. Those oh kind of guys. And these gosh. are all children. <laughs> like that long neck nigga. Yeah. <laughs> elongated man i can relate oh, nah man, man. Oh. Uh, it was a uh, pnb rock like those guys those are definitely like the, the the children of drake were like they just take no accountability and they're just like yeah you you so what and it's like i don't want to hear this, like, oh. this is, i don't relate to these lyrics bro. it's called bay yeah bay bro just look at some of it but some would be simping so i think i would like in the way that kanye popular popularized and like normalized wearing backpacks and uh what's it, what's it? polos mm-hmm. and like being a little preppy i think drake definitely taught what made it more normal for people to like speak on their feelings i guess if you want to his influence like speaking on their feelings and being vulnerable and stuff like that i don't think j cole really does that uh, when it comes to like not really maybe bad. maybe give her give or take a few trucks exactly yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so but i think drake just gave a whole bunch of people a lane i think for example six like is probably one of the most Black, black. Yeah. It's called black. Be, he, black. He, he, six don't, don't be just, don't be disrespectfully disrespectful. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey, we, 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 we don't associate with them. No, we don't associate with them. So whatever. I think, yeah, those people that sing songy, they're not just like the Nate dogs. Like they're people who like put a real emotional content mm-hmm. and heaviness into mm-hmm. their lyrics. And I think Drake is should be applauded for making that so cool and popular for kids, like for people to grow up like that. There's so many sensitive people, uh, or like people who are more in touch with their feelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I would say Drake definitely push the rap industry in terms of just it being just straight up rap and like if there was like a singing like portion it would mm-hmm. go to like a singer as a feature right like he right. definitely he definitely pushed the rap game into oh like it's okay for rappers to sing mm-hmm. even though they can't and i know drake has a good singing voice i'm not saying drake sucks at singing but uh like he he i feel like he made it okay because he was because his shit was so popular yeah whenever yeah. he did that you know what's so sorry you know it's funny you say that is that uh so we were in the car yesterday and you know the new j cole just dropped right mm-hmm. and on the radio uh one guy called and we're in houston so one guy called in and he goes hey man play that new j cole let me hear some of that uh my life what do you call it? my life yeah, the my life. Savage. Yeah. it's crazy and i was like yes i'm driving and then you know j cole starts going on and he starts singing and then he also sings on uh pride is a devil yeah so yeah. he's singing on pride is a devil that song also came on the radio so people were loving it right yeah and i look over at my girl i was like yo like how do you think of this? She goes, oh my God, this is J. Cole? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, he sings way better than Drake. And I was like, oh. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't think that, but. Damn. Yeah. So he's all right. new, new J. Cole might be killing new Drake. I don't know. Oh. We'll see all these albums. You, 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 you might have to tell her pride is the devil. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> me. So I guess I guess we're all in agreement that old Drake is better than new Drake. Yes, sir. I no, think, I think sorry. To interrupt, just real quick. I think new Drake is great for quotes. I think old Drake was a bit softer. A bit motion like very much. I, no new drake i think i think, new, new drake I think old drake and new drake is great, great yeah uh, if you I if, think i think so it was more it was more quotable though that's my question man that's that's why i'm just, nobody i don't I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head no, i'm talking about like old versus new drake who's more quotable it's clearly new it's it's new drake i, yeah. I think it's new drake. Yeah. I, I think it's new drake Be- because like his his lyrics are so petty and it's so <laughs> funny where it's just like okay well that's that's another instagram caption right there so just dash me away like a cat ski like what did like right why you gotta fight with me a cheesecake like come on bro you know i let it go there uh yeah man he's old yeah new drake definitely more but but i mean but don't don't disrespect old drake's quotes though like he he's also quotable as well so 100 it's just that you know it just, I think there's just more. There's just less new Drake than there is no old Drake. Or yeah, there's more new Drake than there is old Drake. Yeah, yes. cut off his third yes. album. Mm-hmm. So he's like more to work with. Also, you have to think uh, he definitely has more features in like the new Drake time frame. Mm-hmm. There's more features mm-hmm. in like from post views right. compared to old Drake. And there was something else I wanted to say. I guess that's it. That, that's that's really the point I wanted to make. When did you guys think he started becoming a mobster? Uh, if you're reading this, I, I think is if you're because that's when he really started to remember he had the shots in the, <laughs> in the song. He, that's when he started to put the shots in the. I, the video I, energy. I, I listened to I listened to so far, so far man, okay. the whole week, but yeah, oh, that, that's God. when he started putting the shots in there. What was the music video? It was energy. energy. It was energy. Yeah, yeah it I was had energy. energy. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that's yeah, don't Oh my god, that song energy. Holy yeah, I think it's a good song though. Purina's too late, yeah. Um, I mean, you touched on Certified Lover Boy uh, a little bit, Marone, but what's your hopes for Certified Lover Boy? What are my hopes for Certified Lover Boy? I think that it will. Uh, I'm not right. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Yo, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan has in his notes. He hopes that the ACL don't look torn to me. Oh, no, no, no. I'm oh, saying the ACL does not look torn. You, you uh, better get in that studio. Right. You better get in that studio. I think. Thank you. I think that Drake. I'm concerned personally that Dark Demos Lane Tape came out with certain tracks that I felt were album quality and they may not be on his album because he's not like J. Cole who will just put whatever like yeah. on his on his from his mixtapes and put on his album. Drake, do, Drake doesn't do that. Mixtapes are albums now. So I'm a little worried about what the direction of the album is going. Yeah. So well, I'll just wait and see. I really don't know. Thanks. Denzel? What do you think, Denz? I don't, I don't know what to think about this. This. Hey, this album coming out, bro. This, this man said January, then he pushed it all the way back. So I don't even know what he's. It's doing. May. May. I don't know. It's May, the, I mean, it's May now. No, no. I mean, it's May now, and he said he was going to release it in January. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's May. So, like, what what is this man doing? Like, is he is he polishing the album? Like, who who's he who's he who's he, who's he feeling it's, from? Now? I, I can I can answer that question. He on IG live with a. Uh, Nicki Minaj telling her to drop music when he said that he's dropping music in June, in uh, January. See now, now he's he's helping letting me trip over my uh, months. He's he's making me get my months mixed up. You only got teenage fever. So I think the issue is the timing for a lot of these artists. Like a lot of people, like again, the Button Podcast used to talk about like artists don't want to release when it's dead outside and like mm-hmm. when people are going to most likely listen and propagate that music. So. COVID messed everything up. Maybe this album would have came out last year. Who knows? So, But my thing is, like, if you're going to say it's coming out January, just say, oh, like, I've had to push it back. So people don't, people are Doesn't always on anything. your ass <laughs> for saying, oh, you're going to release it. Then. Me, me, I don't really have a problem with it. I just think it's funny. It's weird. I, I just think it's funny to me. Just, I'm always seeing these tweets. All people are, oh, nah. it's, it's, it's March. <laughs> it's April. It, now it's May. Nah, he's going to drop that show on his birthday. Retired. It's like, I'm out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Something hey, like you know, I'll be like J. Cole. Just go play the league. Literally go to Rwanda, like drop the thing. Don't even talk to nobody. I was gonna say like it's a. I forgot it. Don't worry. No, you're good. Oh, it's good. So it's definitely gonna be. We we can definitely expect a new Drake on Certified Lover Boy. But in his in his uh his preview is it promo his promo video for Certified Lover Boy. I mean he was not. I wouldn't say spoofing, but he was acting out the So Far Gone album cover. He was acting out the Take Care album cover. Nothing was the same. So are we getting old Drake? <laughs> to certify? Yeah, probably not. Probably no. not. I was gonna say, probably like, not. I respect Kendrick Lamar for like just releasing whenever he feels like it. At least he didn't give you a date. And Cole too. Cole too. They're just and they Cole won't too. give you a date. Like Cole gave you a little bit of announcement, but he knew for a fact. So right. this just this reminds me of like I don't know how much you guys are into like video game releases. By the way, great Kojima reference by J. Cole on this album. But uh like video games get they have to like do a lot of promoing and a lot of like uh, advertisement and stuff months, years ahead of time. So sometimes games will be announced two, three years ahead of time. So I'm kind of used to like hearing an announcement and then either never coming out or coming out a decade or half a decade later. Like Final Fantasy 15 came out 10 years after the, it was supposed to come out. So I don't, I'm not in a rush, but it is a little weird to get your, your fans hyped. And you I don't, has he been on any features lately? Like, is he still featuring on? Yeah. I mean, some, yeah, I mean, some... I, hell, he dropped a uh, scary hours. Yeah. After after he announced uh, his uh, what do you call it? Yeah, yeah his album release. That's hilarious. One thing I would say too, the reason I'm not I'm pressed, but I'm not too pressed because he's not the only artist that does that shit. Mm. There's other artists that say, "Oh, I'm I'm dropping here," and then they they end up pushing it back. Mm-hmm. So it, it does happen throughout like yeah. <laughs> the history of music. So that's why I'm not really pressed that he said, "Oh, it's coming out January," and now it's May, and we still haven't gotten anything. I'm not pressed. So yeah, I'm still I'm still bumping scary hours like it's new. Hundred percent. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. I'm glad y'all enjoyed this dude. He just we waiting, man. I don't know. I don't know if he'll retire. I don't know if he'll retire. Honestly. If it when it comes, it comes. I ain't I ain't no rush room. He got a kid and he's super rich. Like, why would you still rap? I don't know. Yeah. That's his own basketball court, bro. Uh, that was our discussion on uh, old Drake versus new Drake. Uh, now we're on YouTube. Let us know in the comments below what you think is better, uh, old Drake. Uh, like, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. Smash that like button. Go ahead and yes. eat him that like button. Let's go. Whoa! Oh, wait, what? Oh, wow.
Uh, socials. <laughs> anyway, socials. Uh, follow us on IG and Twitter at Temple underscore Tribe. And uh, do y'all want to give some personals to the uh, to people or not? Nah? Uh, yeah, you can follow me at my uh, in, uh, Twitter, Instagram at D-O-T-O-K-U-N-R-I-N. Um, and then also you can follow me at, I think, actually, that's it. My bad. Bet, 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 bet. Yeah, let's ignore that part. Yeah, you can, bro. Right, bro. And then, yeah, you can follow me on doc, uh, at Dr. Underscore Good Day if you need all that. Uh, yeah, and then Dylan, you can find him at. Uh, uh, find me on IG at, at Dylan, a.k.a. DJ, and Twitter at Prempe Dylan. But uh, this uh, this guy also needs an IG as well, so uh, mm-hmm. please spam the comments and tell him he needs to make an IG. So please. bring it, yeah. And uh, we are at right. Well, I guess a week after releasing this recording, we're also going to be releasing our album review of the off season. Uh, this stand here is excited about this. So <laughs> fan of good music, uh, man. Yeah. So watch out for that. That's coming. So this is the Tempo Tribe signing off. And always remember, (laughs) do whatever. Do what makes you happy. (laughs) Stay stay safe. Check her ID before you let her in the door, bro. All right. You know that? (laughs) Oh, I'm fancy, huh? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah.